Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and I have the ADD Mind. It's true, folks. I absolutely have this gigantic well full of ADHD and an inability to stay focused for longer than three minutes at a stretch. But if you've been listening, you know that we're in the middle of my series of adulting with ADHD. And today I have on the awesome and cool Arlene. How are you doing today? Hello, Jack. I am doing well. Today's been a good day. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I am excited to have you. We started out as Facebook friends, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. I, I have a lot of great friends that I you know met via Facebook, and uh, we're both together on uh, the Deconversion Anonymous Facebook page and met a lot of great people on there. And that sort of, then we became friend requested each other. And now we comment on each other's stuff all the time. So Yes, and it's the best. I love yes. online friends. Online friends are so great. Yes, yes. And if I ever make it up to uh, your way, I know that I have uh, a friend that I could Absolutely. meet at a Bojangles for some chicken. Yes, yes. Fried chicken, <laughs> always a good choice. We, we do not have Bojangles in Oklahoma City. Oh, I'm so sorry. We, we have every other mm-hmm. chicken restaurant but no bojang maybe one day maybe one day maybe one day (laughs) so moving on moving on because we are we do need to talk about the whole purpose of having you on and that Mm -hmm. is your adhd yes so let's sort of start with how i started with everybody how did it affect you in elementary middle high school when were you diagnosed and then after, uh, and then after you respond, we can, yeah, ask about after high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, full disclosure, I have not been officially diagnosed. We have insurance that is like, we will take care of things. Oh, just kidding. You need to have certain tests done. We're not going to pay for that. So, so far I have not been officially diagnosed, but months ago in 2022, a friend leaned over my shoulder while I was scrolling on my doing something on my phone. And she said, you know, neurotypical people don't have like 30 reminders for things they do every day. And I was like, they, they don't, what, what do you mean? And so that was the first time I even thought anything could be, you know, different about my brain. Um, So from the time I was a kid all the way to an adult, I had no idea. I was in the gifted classes. I did really well in school. I could vaguely sit quietly. I did get in trouble for talking all the time, but like I was a good kid. And so I didn't disrupt class. So I was fine. No one ever asked any questions. Now I was a space cadet. That's what my mom called me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I was lazy and unmotivated and had so much potential, you know, all those things I would get written. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I could do so much better if I just would focus, pay attention, put more effort, you know, fill in the blank with all the stuff that teachers would write. Um, and yes, I always got in trouble for talking. No matter where I sat, I would talk to whoever was close by me. Um, but I was in the gifted classes. I did really well in school. I could, I realize now I was really good at just memorizing information. And if I found it interesting, I could super memorize it. And so right. I did great. I could. I was a very good writer, not because I was super creative in my writing, but because I could follow all the directions and like the craft was easy for me. Mm -hmm. Right now, math, like I still can't math, like math. Okay. I can't math. (laughs) You you are now five out of six people that can't math. And yeah. (laughs) That's fascinating. And I can't either. Pass division. Yeah. Like I can do the basic. I was in. So I became a teacher as an adult and in some class that we had teaching us how to teach math to children. So when I was in college teaching math, 
learning how to teach math was the first time I understood what we used to call borrowing, you know, where you cross out a number and ask then go to the next one. Right, right. The whole time I was doing that as a kid, I had no idea why I was doing it. I just knew that's what you're supposed to do. So I would get them all wrong because I didn't know when to stop crossing out numbers and just keep going. And so I was an adult and it was like, oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing this whole time. So, so as a kid, I struggled in math, but as I could make B's and like mm. every now and then a C, but I did, I did great. And so nobody ever asked when it came to school stuff, I was, I was fine. Um, socially, a girl with ADHD, like I did not fit in well with other girls. Mm. I didn't know that's what it was, but the things I was interested in, no one else was interested in the things that I would talk about. Nobody else was interested. So it was. So socially, I had a hard time, especially in middle school. Mm-hmm, um, right. I could get. I don't know why this is. Maybe this may just be personality. I don't know, but I could get along fine with with like other boys in the class, but I couldn't get along real well with girls. High school was fine. I did well in school. I played soccer. Those girls were very different. We could all hang out and we got along fine. And then I went to college, and it was. I did really, really well in college because, well, a few things. I learned that I needed a planner. Like if I just wrote it all down, I would not forget it because right. I was I was really not good at that growing up. I would just forget things. And my dad has ADHD, so he would forget things. So it's like none of us remembered we're supposed to turn in whatever this thing was. But college, got a planner. I also became a Christian and it was like they were real big on like glorifying God. This is a whole other thing. So I was like, oh, I need to be good at, you know, I need to be a good student. So that made it more important. So that was, that mm-hmm. was good. So like, yeah, I've always, I've I always did well in school, even though I probably needed some support, but I just didn't know that's what I needed. Right. Right. I have found so far that everybody that I've talked to preferred college. And it's because you kind of get to pick your schedule and it's not, you know, seven hours of back to back to back to back to back. So you could have a class 45 Mm -hmm. minutes off a class, 45 minutes, you know, an hour and a half off a class. And because you're really, you know, doing three or so classes a day and then you're sort of breaking the subjects up. I mean, you know, college work that that they felt helped them as they were in college. Yeah. I've never thought of, I've never thought about why it was different in college, but it was, I I'm a big like nap taker. Like I just need to take a 20 minute nap so I can be a functional human being for the rest of the day. And I will, college was when I started taking short naps again. And yeah, I could, I didn't have to be somewhere at seven o'clock in the morning and I didn't Mm -hmm. have to be there all day long, whether I enjoyed it or not. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's something to that. Absolutely. And we've also sort of decided that maybe part of the reason that we all seem to suck at math is because it is so sequential and step orientated, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're dealing with algebra, you have to to get to whatever X is. You got all of these steps that you have to do. And what's the one thing people with ADHD suck at? Remembering 10 steps or, you yes. know, all of the steps. We will forget one of or two of or three of the steps in math is de- especially algebra and geometry and all of that is yeah. dependent on steps yes and you if you mess up one time the whole everything else but so if yeah. i look if i look away from my paper and then come back uh oh i don't necessarily remember where i was and what i was doing at that time oh that wow that's good insight yeah hmm. i i understand when i was in high school I believe it was my second time taking Algebra One. Mm-hmm. My my mom, the, the local community college, had free tutoring for high school kids. Nice. So my mom got me in tutoring, and I generally only had the same tutor for about a month. And I think it's because my weekly appointment, we were starting at step zero every time. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was like, are you going to? I know, you know, behind, they're like, is this guy stupid? He just can't. I would just completely forget mm-hmm. between <laughs> I'd leave and it was just like, boom, gone from the head. Yes. Yes. And, and I also, I don't know about you. Did you, I grew up with what they call a fixed mindset. You're either good or bad, smart or dumb. Like there's no way to change and grow. Whereas nowadays right. they talk about neuroplasticity and there's growth mindset. So I didn't try anything new if I didn't know I was already going to be good at it. Right. So I, Yeah. 
Yes. And so, so that kept me from trying new things and that kept me from, I I didn't want to look dumb in front of people. Like that was my worst fear. It still is one of my worst fears. It's just looking what people would call stupid in front of people. And so, oh heck, I don't even know where I was going with that. Just that plus making mistakes in math, because it is a lot of steps. It was like, please don't make me take, please don't make me do any harder math than I have to. And do not ask me to come up to the board and write on it in front of everybody. Like send me into fight, flight, or freeze. And I just want to run away forever and ever. Oof. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Fortunately, it was my kids. The subjects I hate are the subjects that my wife is good at. The subjects she hates are the ones that I'm good at. So like she hates history, but I love history. So mm-hmm. kids had a history. Go talk to your dad. You know, come to me with <laughs> dad. What's four plus nine? You need to go talk to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so we sort of uh, were able to help the kids that way. Good, good, yeah. And so that that did work out. You know, for us, it would have, I guess, been horrible if she also sucked at math. But mm-hmm. she's at pretty good at it. Yeah, there's so many resources now that like you can just hop on yeah. YouTube and you know Khan Academy and all kinds of different things. Yeah, that is true. I I love YouTube. I have fixed so many home appliances from YouTube. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've changed the compressor on a fridge, uh, nice. the a dryer belt, the heating element on a dryer. It's like why pay somebody four hundred dollars yes. for labor when I could just watch a YouTube video? Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm side questing. No, I love it. I I have killed fewer plants because of YouTube. Yay. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. My wife is actually, of course, if people listening to this, you've now heard this for the sixth podcast in a row. She is the only neurotypical in our house. She's full of us neurospicies. And I, I just decided that she maybe needs some sort of award for that, you know? <laughs> Because yes. it's uh, we got to be a handful. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, m- my older son um, is, is not formally diagnosed again, but I would I I cannot imagine there's there isn't any other way I could explain his existence in the world other than having ADHD. And my dad has it. And then my younger my younger son, he's his body is very busy. So my dad's ADHD, mine and my older sons are all the inattentive type. Mm-hmm. So like right. physically we just, you know, exist in the world, but mentally it's just constant movement and stuff happening. But, um, but my younger son, he's been moving since like, like we were in the hospital and I was like, I feel like he just scooted over next to me. Like he, and his body has just constantly been moving his entire life. And um, so, yeah, my husband is the only one that we think is near again. We don't know for sure any of this, but he seems the most can function without all the extra fun support that the rest of us in <laughs> our family need. And yes, he deserves, um, he deserves a medal. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked everybody this question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this question as well. And I've, I've phrased it basically the same. So imagine it's Friday, five 30 ish. You and your husband are in the car. You are telling your husband a B and C. Okay. You get a and B out. But when talking about B, your husband changes the subject and you never get to C. Okay. Fast forward to Sunday at around 3.30 PM. (laughs) And then you're like, I never got to C. Do you stop what you're doing? Go and find your husband and just start talking to him as if 48 hours didn't just elapse and just start talking about C. And he's looking at you like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I have done it our whole marriage and it drives him bananas. And I will, I will even start with pronouns and then she blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, we were just talking about this. Yes. That was like two days ago. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're six for six for six on guests. Seven. Yeah. If you count me, we all do that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm continually doing that to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And, um, and like, we used to joke that I had like, we, we called it ADOP, attention deficit. Oh, pretty. Like I would just get, but <laughs> right. it never occurred to us. Oh, maybe I actually do have something because yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm discovering that that is something apparently we all do. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, this makes me want to ask other, ask other people. And I know my dad does it. Oof. 
even someone with ADHD, I'm like, daddy, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea where this came from. Um, especially yeah. because he doesn't always remember who he was having the conversation with. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An added layer to the onion there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just funny how all of our uh, neurodivergent brains all seem to typically do the same crap. <laughs> I know. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, here's another one that I've been asking everybody. So mm-hmm. this is sort of the easiest example. Say you're at a Christmas party and there are roughly 30-ish people there. And, you know, you're in a house, open concept house. You're standing in the kitchen talking with Bertha. And, you know, there are 12 or 10 other conversations going on. And Bertha is, you know, 18 inches in front of you, but you can't hear a word Bertha's saying because your brain is focusing on the conversation on the other side of the open room. Mm. Does that happen to you? Okay. I do try to avoid that many people in one space if I possibly can. But when, yes, oof. But yes, especially if I hear like a, I don't want to say trigger word because that trigger has like kind of a bad connotation, but like a word of something I'm interested in more than what Bertha's talking about. Right. Then it's like, oh no, oh no, I cannot hear anything you're saying because Jane and Bob over there are talking about something far more interesting. And I would like to go have a conversation with them. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I also, if there are screens, you know, you go to restaurants like pub type places right. and there are TVs everywhere. I have zero interest in the football game or the soccer, well, soccer I would watch, but like baseball game, but I have a hard time carry on conversation if there's a lot of TVs around because mm-hmm. my brain just, I just start watching them. I just get drawn away. So easy. I, I understand that as well. I found <laughs> though in the, the, like the large group setting, if it's outdoors, I don't huh. focus on other conversations as much. Oh. I don't, I don't know if maybe it's, um, you know, because wall, you know, the walls of the building in your house or whatever kind of close in the sound and it doesn't dissipate as much as when mm-hmm. you're outside. But yeah, that is just also something that, <laughs> that we all mm-hmm. seem to have a problem with. And then when you leave, you're like exhausted from trying to focus on whoever you're talking to for that yes. whole time. And sometimes you're so focused on focusing on what Earth is saying that you <laughs> are only focused on being focused and you still yes, aren't yes. hearing what Bertha said. <laughs> I still missed the conversation and yep, yep, absolutely. That's interesting about being outdoors. I'll have to pay this. See, these are things where I'm like, Ooh, now I want to pay attention next time and see now I'm going to not pay attention to the conversation because I'm going to try to pay attention if I'm paying attention, whether I'm outside or inside. One more layer to that onion. <laughs> yep. Something else, something else to draw my attention away. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I really, you know, because I'm the big five zero, and I was I was diagnosed in the seventies before it was called ADHD or ADD. I was just hyperactive, oh, and yeah. there was like no protocols or mm-hmm. anything. And in the eighties, when I was in like junior high and high school, you know, they started giving kids you know Ritalin, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I. I didn't necessarily want to do that at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I never did, you know, and then get married and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. And then, I don't know, 45-ish, whatever, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, started doing some research and it's like, oh, gosh, I'm I'm way worse than I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. And, but now I'm like, I take too many pills. I don't want to go talk to my doctor and get on vacation <laughs> for that. And, you know, it's like, ugh. I'm already paying for in prescriptions. I do. I want 11 and this mm-hmm. one will probably be the expensive one. So, Oh yeah. And sometimes um, my dad is medicated. He's on Adderall and sometimes like depending on the doctor and depending on the pharmaceutical company that the doctor works with, it may have a little more of this or that, which you don't need. You need the other version that has a little more of the other things. And so you have to go through a lot of finding which one's going to work and then for him, he's realized that he needs a little bit more, like so much time will go by and then he'll need a, an upper dose. A, right. a bigger dose. And then they don't always, they're not always willing to do that. I mean, he just, he runs right. into a lot. I'm not saying don't be medicated. People should totally do whatever works best for them. Yes. Um, but he has run into a lot of that stuff. And he, he has a significant change in his just existing in the world. If he's not, if he doesn't take his Adderall, it's, it's, it's 
it's fascinating and it's sad because like you were saying, like you were diagnosed in the seventies, my dad was diagnosed in the, I was in high school. So I guess the Mm nineties. Um, and he had thought he spent his whole life thinking he was just dumb and not good at school. Now ask my dad anything about nature. Like he grew up in the woods. So like anything about nature, about forestry, wildlife, anything like that. And he can tell you everything you need to know to survive forever and ever and ever, but don't sit him down in front of it front of an algebra book or history book and expect him to remotely be able to understand it. So he just thought he was dumb and he was first diagnosed with depression and they told him mm-hmm. like they put him on whatever de- depression medicine. I don't remember what it was. And he did not like it. He didn't like the way he felt. And then it was, it was years later that they were like, that a different psychiatrist said, I think you have ADD. I think it's your brain just won't slow down. And that's why you won't do anything, which looks like it presents like depression, but really it's just, he needs to slow his brain down so he can like get up and exist in the world. And yeah, the Adderall helped, but we, I am unmedicated. Well, obviously I'm not even diagnosed, so I'm unmedicated, but there are times when I'm like, how, like, have I developed enough coping mechanisms that like, we're all fine. We'll be fine. Or is it like, I, I, it makes me curious what it could look like if I were medicated, but then I'm also right. like, they have so many side effects. And then I'm like, ah, I just, it just, I don't know. I don't know what I'll end up doing. But. <laughs> no, I, I understand it's yeah, kind of be a, you know, a difficult sort of decision process to go through. And mm-hmm. um, sort of, as I was doing a little bit of research, getting on this ADHD and depression tend to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense if you think about it. Our brains are wired slightly different, so it would make sense whatever the you know the part mm-hmm. of the brain that has that would would be affected mm-hmm. um, by that. And so that that's actually quite common. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that my dad probably had ADHD because you know it tends to also be hereditary. But he died in two thousand and three, so I can't really ask yeah. him. So unless the doctor comes up with his TARDIS. <laughs> That's and, if, and if you were able to go back in time that would not be remotely important at the time when you get to see your dad yeah yeah no you're right yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah now you're I, you know dad i just came to ask you this one question. i know right this is just what i'm curious about <laughs> yeah you know maybe maybe the day before maybe you should go uh, to the emergency room and have him check your heart oh. tomorrow's going to be a pretty big day for the rest of us yeah oh man but it's complex uh, quick <laughs> right Related, though, to medication, you know, a lot of people, stimulants when you have ADHD are actually not stimulants. It tends to slow us down. Like caffeine tends to have a calming effect on people with ADHD. Adderall is actually, a, for everyone else, a stimulant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how this came up, but I just want your opinion. Okay. So uh, would cocaine be the ultimate ADHD <laughs> calmer downer? <laughs> <laughs> I was not, I had no idea where this was going. Cocaine. Okay. So I have zero knowledge of cocaine. Is it, is it a, it's, I'm assuming it's a. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Sure. Okay. So here, here's my pulling from random books and podcasts knowledge. I know there are so many people, there's a book called mm, uh, drug use for adults. I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's premises certain drugs were considered quote bad and certain drugs were considered quote fine, depending on who was using them. There's a whole history of racism, all kinds of stuff. Right. Oh, Classism, yes. things like that. Yeah. All that stuff. And so I don't know if, if that my, I, I, here's my like, just off the cuff. If it, if it is helpful to people, we need to figure out how to let people be helped by it. <laughs> but it's also like, oh my gosh, cocaine, that just sounds like such a terrible, ah, uh, so we decided a study that. needed to be done, but it needed to be led by someone who doesn't have ADHD because after a couple of months, we would lose interest in it and the study yeah, would never finish. True. Be like, please um, don't ask we, me to do this any longer. <laughs> yeah. Participants, yes. Run the study. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. You don't don't want us on that mm-hmm. that study. And that's funny. <laughs> uh, listening friends, I, I am partially saying that in jest, <laughs> but um I I was talking, uh, this person hasn't been on the podcast, but I was talking with somebody and they used to work for uh, Child Protective Services, mm. which, you know, is a, is a sad job, obviously. Yeah. But this person noticed that when they would go and do home checks for people that are addicted to meth, 
you know, that affects people in so, so many ways. But, you know, a lot of time you're, you just can't clean the house, just sort of weird thing. And he's like, yeah. and the person was saying that they always suspected if someone had ADHD because they were completely addicted to meth, but they had like the most cleanest house. Oh, <laughs> and wow. They were the most helpful with their kids because it had a side effect of actually slowing their ADHD part of their brain down. Wow, that's fascinating. Wow. <laughs> don't do meth, folks. If yes, you're listening, don't, don't that do meth things. is horrible, and it's do Adderall. Don't don't do, do meth. Yeah. That that is not a not a road you want to head down because then oh you'll gosh. end up on inter, intervention on A and E, and I don't want to be responsible for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, let's because you. You do homeschool your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that someone else then helps them with the advanced math. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. My older son just got to middle school math and we had to go online and find a tutor because I was like, we can't. And he struggles with, he's, he's already. So how, how did he tell me the other day? This is, this is what I'm dealing with y'all. I, I went in their room and I was, they share a room right now. It's like looking around and his side of the room was just atrocious. And he goes, mama, I'm an artist. And I'm an artist with ADHD. So I was like, <laughs> there was no reason to think his room was going to be clean ever at all. But um, so math is really hard for him. He can draw anything. Like if all these pictures are inside of his mind and it's amazing what can come out of his his artwork, but he he can't math. He can he can spell, he can write, he can do all the other things, but math is so incredibly hard for him. So then he goes into like, fight or flight. And we're already like, quote, way behind, you know, if he was in right. school, he'd be way behind. Now we can just do whatever works best for him. But like, yeah, that, oh, that sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade math. Like I, I can't, I can't help him at all. I can be yeah. sad with him and have a lot of empathy and we can be sad together. <laughs> that's, about <laughs> a, that's about all I can do with him. Oh gosh. So, so do you find that your ADHD affects, you know, teaching him and helping him mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. when he's also dealing with ADHD. Yes. Does that ever like conflict? Um, actually. So preparing for this, um, I wondered, you know, I was, if I'd get to talk about the boys, both of my kids having possibly having ADHD. And I was asking my older son, like, what's the hardest thing about doing homeschool together with you having ADHD and me having it? Like, what, what do you mm-hmm. feel like is difficult? And of course, the first thing he said, well, actually, the younger brother said, it's math. And we're like, yeah, we know about math. <laughs> but Other he than said, math. <laughs> yes. He said, he said, it's, it's when you have to go help the younger one. So when I get distracted by something else I need to do, or I have to go help the other kid, that's difficult for him because now he's pulled out of the focus that he was in. And right. this was like a big epiphany. None of us, the whole family, we were sitting around eating lunch had, had thought about this. Like, Oh, I didn't realize that that was difficult for you. So we're actually going to try to, when he's doing math, I am just with him like right there. And I don't mm-hmm. leave until he's finished with whatever he has to do that day. Cause there are plenty of things the other kid can do during that time and um, where he won't need me. But yes, my ADHD is you know, I'm helping them. We're very relaxed. So don't imagine like desks and sitting in a blackboard and any like school thing. We do have workbooks, but it's very much Mm -hmm. we're sitting at the kitchen table. We're sitting on the couch, sitting on the porch. And so I am with them to help when they need me or reading aloud, you know, depends on what we're doing. But I'm also trying to Um, get a load of laundry started and I'm going to put up the dishes if we haven't already done that and I'm fixing them breakfast. And so all these different things are happening and that is not super conducive to his math world. Now, other things he can continue to, because he's more interested in it. Now, ideally they both would like to play Minecraft and Roblox and Call of Duty forever and not ever have to like do school anything but we are not unschoolers. And so we haven't done that yet. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, I can sympathize with the wanting to play Minecraft. I have wasted thousands of hours Minecrafting. Yes. Um, Minecraft. I'm not a gamer at all. And Minecraft is amazing. It's, it's yes. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I used to, uh, well, myself and then the younger two kids, we all had our own Xbox and we would Minecraft together, but in our own yeah. room on the headsets. <gasps> That's so fun. <laughs> and my wife would be like, can you guys not do that together in the same room? <laughs> and we're like, 
No, the screen would be too small because then it's broken up into four and your screen would be small. This way we all have big screens and TVs to do it. I'm like, we're still talking. We have headsets on. Mm -hmm. We're totally like, this is family time. We are, we are bonding. I just spent eight hours hanging out with the kids. When was the last (laughs) time you did that? Don't question my, my daddiness. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But Yeah. yeah, we, uh, thousands of hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have discovered. So again, I'm not a gamer. My husband is, he loves all the things. They have two Xboxes and they have two big screens downstairs so, and they have, you know, places for everybody to sit. It's so fun. Um, but I can play like among us, like that's mm-hmm. super fun. I'm like, okay, this is a game I can play. And then Minecraft. And so I, t- I can get the, like wanting to just sit and veg out and have a great time playing video, games. Right. but video games, Maybe it's just because I'm just not very good at most of them. Now, scrolling mm-hmm. Instagram, oh, I can waste so much time, like yeah. thousands of hours. Yes. Just scrolling Instagram and looking at all the cute stuff that's on there. And of course, yeah. it's, it's ADHD's heaven because, I mean, it's just any and everything that you ever want to learn about or not even learn about, just look at and laugh at. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah. I I fought getting a TikTok for quite a mm-hmm. while because mm-hmm. I knew that. It would feed into it's designed for people with ADHD. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I fought it and then finally I I made one. And then like the first year I had it, I would just forget that I had the stupid thing. <laughs> so like once a month, my wife would be like, I sent you some TikToks. And I'd go, okay. And I would go to watch them. And I had like 400 of them that, you know, she'd sent me over the course of the month. <laughs> so then I would spend an hour. And then in the course of doing that, I finally got, you know, this is kind of cool. So then I started doing it and I was like, oh no. Yes. And it's amazing. My friend who first said, I wonder if you have ADHD, you know, that first conversation, um, she's on TikTok and I've been surprised how much stuff she's learned off of TikTok about so many different things, especially ADHD. And I know, of course, you know, don't go get your mental health information from influencers, all that stuff. Right. And there's a lot of just good kind of basic information, even if it's the watching the funny ADHD TikToks and reels on Instagram so that you feel seen and you don't feel crazy. You just know there's other people out there who are feeling these same funny things and crazy things. And yeah. It makes you feel better. Yeah, it does. Especially when there's still a, a large, well, maybe not a large, a decent chunk of people that think, you know, ADHD is just sort of made up and it's excuses because, well, you gotta have an excuse because you're forgetful or you're mm-hmm. bad at this. So it's just an excuse. And it's like, you try living in my brain, pal. Yes. Yeah. My, my hubby and I, we, we had a lot of, I don't know if conflicts the right word. Neither of us are kind of conflict type people, but a kerfuffle um, occur. Yeah. A few kerfuffles. I like it. Like just really serious conversations because he, he had a hard time understanding why there were just some things that I could not seem to make myself do. Right. And, and for him, he's like, you just do it. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can just do that. That, that, that feels like this crazy thing. And for me, eventually the biggest thing that has helped me, mm, Okay, here are a few, I guess, coping things that have helped. Um, I was part of Christianity, which the part of Christianity that I believed in was very much like you can't do things in your own power. You have to like let God help you. Right. So now my husband heard those same messages and completely interpreted it differently. But because I already struggled to do certain things, this was like another layer of, well, see, you can't do those things on your own. So that that did not help. Right. So get, getting out of that helped me go, okay. I know that I can do things. And so I could be a little bit better about doing the small things that used to be so difficult for me. Now I still would have the moments of like driving to a place where I have to be around a lot of people I don't know and panicking and leaving instead of just go in and do the thing you have to do. Um, But way less than I used to. And then for me, I found out, I don't know if this has to do with ADHD because I don't know brain stuff. Maybe if I go to a psychiatrist, they can explain brain stuff. I don't know. But um, there were certain foods that I was eating that were causing a lot of inflammation in my body. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped eating those foods, we did it for like a diet thing. We weren't even trying to do mental health stuff. My brain got better. Mm. And I was like, is this what normal people feel like? Like I wasn't angry and mean and sad and like all these like depression and anxiety and stuff. It got better. It was not perfect or anything. 
And those two things were the big, like, oh, I think I can be a really functioning human being. Now I do still have, you know, I have to have my planner and my reminders and I have to have lots of support, but I can give myself those supports better than I used to be able to, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, Yeah. One of the big things for me was, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, duh, why wasn't I doing this forever? Was realizing (laughs) if I'm going to remember something, I need to set an alarm in my phone. Yes. (laughs) If I don't. Yeah. And I used to, my friend calls it shooting on yourself. She's like, don't shoot on yourself. But I would think I should be able to remember this instead of just, like you said, just being like, oh, I just, I need to set a reminder and being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, if I got to take something to work the next day, I'll set an alarm. Like I'm at work and it's like, I got to bring this tomorrow. So I'll go to my phone. I'll set the alarm. Mm -hmm. So like it doesn't take long for me to get home from work. It's only like 20, 25 minutes if there's like a wreck and bad traffic. Otherwise, it doesn't take me that long. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I really like it because my old commute was over an hour. So I'll I'll set an alarm for like 545. Mm Mm-hmm. Put so-and-so in backpack because yes. I think briefcases are dumb and I take a backpack. <laughs> so it's like put whatever in backpack because I'm not going to forget my backpack because that's like part of my routine. I go mm-hmm. to work with my backpack. I may forget to put my lunch that I'm taking to eat in my backpack because I do not set the alarm for put lunch in backpack, Yep, which I, maybe maybe I should. Maybe you um, should. There you go. Yes, because yeah, I I work out of the house one day a week, and so the Thursday evenings it says like wallet. I have a reminder: prep for work, wallet, workout bag. If I'm going to the gym, you know, all these different things because I will forget all of that, and I will just show up at work and be like, oh yeah, I didn't bring lunch, and I don't have like you know, I don't have my right. wallet. I'm right driving without my wallet because it's not it's not part of my daily leave yeah. the house. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I keep, well, partially just because I forget stuff. I keep bread and peanut butter and jelly, you know, in the small little bags of chip at, chips at work. So if I do forget my lunch, mm-hmm. I'm not you know, going to be starving or have to figure out delivery or something like that. That's so right. I at least have PB&J and I, I ate a lot of PB&J, which I'm fine with because mm-hmm. I like PB&J. So I ate a lot of it for lunch. Mm-hmm. We're, but yeah, I forget the other stuff and I have, but I have to do, you know, that set yeah. the alarm. <laughs> and, and, and Jack, is it, has it been where it's like, you have to, for me, I've had to get over the shame of having to have the extra support rather than just being like, who cares? Just do whatever you need to do. Nobody's going, if anybody judges me, that's on them. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if it was, if I was like shameful of it, I just mm-hmm. never thought it was like worth Mm, mentioning maybe or saying you know certain things a a perfect example is if i'm doing something and then i finally get focused on it because it's going to take a good 10 minutes and then i'm Mm -hmm. focused so i'll be at work doing whatever i'm doing and a large portion of my job does not uh, involve like being on the computer Mm -hmm. and so i'll be doing what i'm doing and people will come up to my cubicle and they'll just start talking to me and it takes me a few seconds to get out of what I'm doing. So the first part they said, I have no freaking clue what mm-hmm. they said, other than I heard, you know, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, it's not them, it's me. So I have worked in my office for 16 plus years. Finally, two weeks ago at our Monday morning staff meeting that we've had the entire 16 years that I've worked there, I finally told my coworkers, could I ask you guys to do me a favor? Because of my ADHD, could you come up and just get my attention and then give me a couple seconds? Because you may have my attention, but there's some like lag in my brain. It's like Windows uh, Edge or Explorer. You know, it's not running on Chrome. (laughs) If you guys, you know, and then once you notice, okay, he's with me now, then start talking. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I should have done that. Oh, I don't know. 15 years ago. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, that makes so much sense because it, it feels like it. Yeah. Like a small thing. Like, ah, it's nothing. I don't, it's fine. It's not worth mentioning, but it's really like this would have been so helpful for so many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And also, so I think part of kind of maybe this ties in with what 
you were saying earlier with how do I start doing the thing? And your husband mm-hmm. was like, you just do it. You just do it. A lot of times I have also found that people with ADHD, it's the starting that is the problem because you realize, okay, I have all of these things to do <laughs> and it overwhelms you that you have to do it. And so your brain like glitches. And so you just don't do the thing mm-hmm. because it, it's it's so overwhelming to you that you just can't start. Mm-hmm. But once you start, you know, then generally you can go and do it. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. the getting over the starting and people are like, we'll just we're doing it. It's like, no, you don't mm-hmm. understand. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> and yeah. so th- that's probably what's going on with you is the thought of all of the things is just slightly mm-hmm. overwhelming. Yes. I, I, I tried to explain it to him. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. So it's like a personality thing. It's, oh, it's yeah, neat. Yeah. I like it. Enneagram. Yeah. But for a long time, well, for a few years when it was like the cool hip thing, it helped me understand how my brain worked brain worked. So then when I learned is possibly ADHD, I was like, yay, something with actual science. Cause it, the Enneagram is no science right. behind it, but it's a neat tool. I like it. Anyway, I tried to explain to him when we were talking about the Enneagram stuff one time, like my brain is like someone just threw confetti everywhere. And now I'm supposed to clean it all up at one time. That, yes. Yeah. That's a very good description. Yes. So instead I have to like grab some of the confetti, write it down in my planner. And I'm like, okay, checked off a little bit. And then a little bit more, but the idea of doing any of it, it just feels like it's just everywhere. And there's so much of it. And I can't, I can't start any of it because it just, it's too much. So for me, the writing it down and figuring out this, now this was like a little life hack thing. I don't know where I saw it, deciding between what's important and what's urgent. Cause a lot of times urgent things would just come up and I would just take care of those, like putting out fires, putting out fires, because that's all I, that was right in front of me. Versus like these important things that I need to do, but I can't get to those because I'm still just putting out fires, putting out fires, but right. trying to make sure I get some of the important things done is helpful. Now it doesn't always happen. I'm still trying to apply for this like little tutoring thing. And I just, I just can't, I just can't do it because there's five other things I have to do right now, but that would make money. Yay. I yeah, should probably yeah. do that. So, uh, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I understand my wife and I, strangely enough, it's only been like within the last six or seven months that we've sort of had this discussion. So like her memory, the way she describes it is she's like, I just have a filing. room. It's just literally files. If I need to recall something, I can just go in, go to the file, open the file and like pull the file out of the filing cabinet. And there it is. And I'm like, yeah, my brain doesn't work like that. I have multiple filing rooms, but it's on a shoots and ladders board. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to go down the ladder to find the right one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but the problem is my ladders are like the stairways in Hogwarts. They're always moving. So now not only do I have to find the right slide, is the slide at the right spot to land where I need it? And inevitably when I need to recall the thing, you know, the ladder and the filing cabinet are nowhere near, near together. So yes. I love that. Feel free to use that if that's your brain, how it works too. (laughs) No, I love it. Yes. And it's funny though, because there are some things that I can, like my husband, he doesn't get mad or anything, but he's like, I don't understand how your brain works because I can recall something from a book or something someone said that I was fascinated by like 20 years ago, tell you which book it was, which podcast I heard, all the things. But like, what did I do this weekend? I don't know. Uh, We stayed at the house. Like I watched some birds for the backyard bird count. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. But if it's something I was fascinated by at some point, some kind of hyper focus. Oh, I can tell you everything that I remember. Yeah. Um, the one part, though, of my recall where I basically always know where that is, is my super duper important knowledge of Star Wars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is yeah. always, always at the forefront. And I can yes. find it. Also, uh, Pink Floyd. Nice. And, always a good um, choice. The flaming lips. I have there. There are like eight or nine things that I mm-hmm. always know where that stuff is. It's just everything else, you know. Yeah. That that I can't do. And yes, we both love us some Pink Floyd. Yes, that that was one of the things we connected on, which I love because, like, I grew up on it as a kid, and it was just so. Oh, I just loved it. My again here side quest. We um the first time I heard 
the kids singing on Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 on the radio mm-hmm. just blew my mind as a kid. I had never heard children sing. Like, right. I had never heard. And then it was just like from then on forever. Anytime it came on the radio, because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have Apple Music and Prime Music right. where you just push a button and you can listen to everything. It was oh, it's on the radio and now we have to turn it up and everyone be quiet and we have to listen to it this one time because they may or may not play it again for three weeks. Oh, right. So, anyway. Because um, yes. my dad was in the Air Force. We didn't move to Oklahoma until I was 10, never moved away. So mm-hmm. my my extended family all lives in Indiana. So every couple of years we would go to Indiana to visit family. And it was guaranteed that at some point I was going to pop in the wall and I was going to sing and perform the wall in its entirety with all of the voices, you know, but there's an airplane up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that it tortured my kids when they were kids, but mm-hmm. you know what? They all love them some Pink Floyd now. <laughs> yes, that's good parenting. That's good parenting. Yes. 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 And um, I can say that maybe it was 2015, 14-ish. Mm-hmm. I did get to see Roger Waters perform the wall live. That was a fantastic concert. It was a life sort of bucket list thing for me. I was probably about five minutes from being arrested because this stupid, this dude and his girlfriend come. She has no clue who Pink Floyd is and she won't shut up. Oh, she will not shut up. Finally, I turned around and I was like, bitch, shut up. I didn't pay all this money to get these tickets to listen to your dumb ass talk. Fucking shut up. And then they got up and left. <laughs> but I was I was not happy. No, <laughs> I would not be happy that. either. Yes. That's actually happened to me twice. Um, it also happened in an Alanis Morissette concert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and when I was dead bitching her out, people clapped. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, you were not alone, I'm sure. Yeah, that one was my wife's fault because my wife turned around and she goes, could you please quiet? And then I turned around because she like opened the door for me and then mm-hmm. I went off. And <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I'm just going to talk more. And I go, well, I'm just going to stand up in front of you so you can't see. And I'm fat. So you're really not going to be able to see. You really can't see. <laughs> and the person next to me, I didn't even know. And she goes, she's leaning right. So I just jumped. Now she's gone lost. <laughs> but oh, um, that's a, that would be a whole podcast on its own of <laughs> anything. But yes, I love Pink Floyd. Roger Waters is a phenomenal lyricist. He writes great songs. He's fantastic at doing concept albums. Yes. He is just a gigantic asshole. Oh, fun fact. I did not know that. Uh, I don't know anything about him personally. Yeah. Wow. He is he's a big he is a big asshole. Um, All right. Now we know. It, yeah. Him and David Gilmore mm-hmm. spent years in court after Roger Waters left Pink Floyd. And it came with, now this was this was an English court ruling, but it came with what I believe to be the greatest ruling that a judge has ever had to make in the history of law. Okay. So Pink Floyd has a, a flying pig, you know, like the yes. little air deal that go around. It's a flying pig from the, the album Animals, Pigs on the mm-hmm. Wing. So they have the flying pig. And the flying pig that they used in concert was always a female flying pig. Okay, And that was one of the things that they were suing about. Roger Waters was saying they can't use a flying pig because this was my idea. I, it got really petty. I'm, it was petty. Was, yeah. Like... <laughs> and the judge finally ruled that the band Pink Floyd could also use a flying pig, but that the pig had to be noticeably male. Oh, my heavens. That... <laughs> That's the greatest court ruling ever. That's pretty impressive. Noticeably male. Mm, okay, well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, and I can testify though that the flying pig at the Roger Waters the Wall <laughs> concert it was a female pig. <laughs> it was a female pig because um, I looked. <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, I could talk about Pink Floyd for. I could have a podcast about my love of Pink Floyd. <laughs> there you go. Yes, but, uh, I love me some Pink Floyd, as as you know. So that yes, one of one of the great things we have in common. Tell your dad thank you for introducing you to. I know, right? I'm Pink telling Floyd. you, it's yeah. parenting. Yes, quality parenting, right there. Mm-hmm. Quality parenting. So, is there anything that you would like to? Moving back to the whole point of having you on the podcast. <laughs> now that we side quested, is there anything that you would like people to know? Like any sort of hacks that you use. 
hacks that you have found help you know your kids even heck you know kids come up with you know coping mechanism and hacks and that type of stuff as well anything that you would like to to share as far as hacks for me it's i need a physical planner and one that's small enough to take with me so not a big you know not not something that's a lot of extra work. And I know a lot of people are like, please don't tell me I need a planner. Like I'm not going to use the planner. Well, then don't use it. Like that's totally fine for me. That's been helpful. And the reminders app on my phone, like every day, it reminds me of just the like more niche things I have to remember to do. Like our dog is super old and I have to remember, I have to take him out between four o'clock and six o'clock in the afternoon. If I don't, he will have an accident in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need it to remind me. I know I'm going to take him out. I just need to make sure I do it at these times um, every single day. And um, just writing stuff down, you also get that little tick of um, the little something of dopamine when I check things off. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just nice. Like, I will go back and write things on it that I did already so that I could then check them off. Right. Yes, it's so good. And as far as the kids, like, just be really super patient, which is really hard when you have ADHD, but like patient. And if you're neurotypical with your kids, if they have inattentive ADHD or hyperactive, like body stuff, um, saying things like, oh my gosh, just focus. Not helpful. Not helpful. No. Like <laughs> I would do that. We would totally do that if if that if that were possible. But be patient. Do your own homework. Like people who live with us and and have a hard time understanding it, like do hashtag ADHD and just see what you can learn so that you can have empathy. Cause Brene Brown talks about, um, I'm, I super love her work. Brene Brown talks about how we may not be able to empathize with an experience, but we can empathize with an emotion. So right. like my hubby may not know what it's like to have ADHD, but he knows what it's like to feel, um, frustrated because I can't get something done or annoyed with myself because I did the same wrong thing again, you know, whatever that he can empathize with that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, those kinds of things. And then for those of us who have ADHD, like learn some self-compassion and know that like, I don't know, I personally think the future of humanity is some neuro spicy folks, like helping the rest of the world come along and see what brains can do. But that's just my own, like, <laughs> I have no education in this kind of thing. Right. Um. But like, yeah, be patient with yourself, be very self-compassionate and know that like, some people don't like the phrase superpowers because it can it can feel like maybe too much, I guess. I'm not sure. But like our brains can really do some amazing things. Right. We, we just, you know, have to figure out how to take some of those hyper focuses, 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 focus eye, focus eye. There you go. Um, um, And I don't know, use them, even if it's, you know, just because it's a hobby, getting other th- people passionate about it. Like I love knowing that you love Pink Floyd because then whenever I have some random thought about Pink Floyd, I can send you a meme or send you anything. And you're like, and then we have a moment and it's just the best. Yes. Like, like I love anything in nature. Like I love nature study, which is like a homeschool thing that we do. And so I get the pleasure of that super hyper focus with the animals in our backyard or when we go on hikes and I can bring kids into that because I enjoy being with kids, bring them into that. And that passion and excitement of this mushroom or looking underneath a dead log or finding a bird's nest, the kids just seem to love it. Right. And then they get passionate about something that they may or may not have any knowledge about. And so, yeah, if we can do stuff like that, like, I don't know, I, I, I have a high respect for people who just can be compassionate with them with themselves when they don't fit what the rest of society thinks that they're supposed to be. Right. Because right. we're not going to. And like my mom used to say, pick a cheek and bite it. And that's what that's what I think we need to say. Like be our be our whole selves and not worry about what um other people think. Don't should on yourself and don't let other people should all over you. Yes. And that was should. Yes. Not should. shit. Not shit on yourself. <laughs> should on yourself. Do not <laughs> <laughs> Although they, they can, if you're frustrated, feels very similar. Yes, um, <laughs> it does feel very similar. Yes. The word should. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Um, actually, because of my ADHD, there was one other question that I wanted to ask you if you have an issue with. Yes. Um, so if you're watching, uh, in my case, it's typically what I refer to as murder porn, which is the Discovery ID channel. 
My oh. wife watches mm-hmm. that all the time. She's likes to watch shows about people that have been murdered and neighbors that get in fights. Oh, okay. So that's, so that means I watch a lot of it, but mm-hmm. so say, so they'll have like the person talking about, and then this happened and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, do you find that sometimes you completely miss out on what the person is saying because you're focusing on like something in the background or <laughs> you know, you're like, do they know that that picture in the back is off kilter? Could somebody not have fixed that before they started filming or, you know, are they aware that their right earlobe is larger than their left earlobe? <laughs> Has anyone ever told them that? Do you find that you do that? <laughs> um, I I do know that when so I don't watch sh- I don't watch shows like that very often, but I have noticed if I'm watching like at the gym, the TV the TV has like the news on it. I am not remotely paying attention to what that person's saying. I'm looking at all the stuff in the background, yeah, or yeah, I'm looking at the things that why why did they film right here? Like they're off center from the statue. The statue's supposed to be like, right. Yes. I just pay attention to things that have nothing to do with what, and that's because I do read murder mysteries. Like I love like Agatha Christie and right. um, uh, Anthony Hodowitz and people like that. I love them. They're so fun. I never, ever know who killed them ever. I've read hundreds <laughs> of them. I have no idea. Cause I'm just listening. It's all like chess pieces they're all just moving right. in the story and i don't have a clue not a clue in the world but it's fun my brain is like look at all this activity <laughs> and i have zero zero knowledge of who's going to anytime i think i know who it is my husband's like yeah wait i'm like yeah i know it's not them it can't be them because i think it's them yeah i used to i used to feel bad sometimes when back when i was going to the gym which i need to start up again because like i would be on the uh the elliptical just elliptical in a way Mm-hmm. And then I would realize, you know, that that lady over on that machine over there, she may think that I'm some sort of perv because I've been looking that direction the entire time she's working out. And I'm like, yeah, my face may be pointed that way, but I'm somewhere else completely as I'm on this elliptical. And I'm like, I hope I don't come off as like a staring, you know, old perv because I'm not I'm I'm there, but but not there. somewhere else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. that was just where my face stopped with you know moving and that was where it went and it just stayed there as I was doing something else yep, internally I, I get it yep <laughs> I haven't thought about that in forever well I haven't been to the gym in forever so that that might be why there but but I need to start <laughs> and then um also I do want your opinion on this as well mm-hmm. I have a theory and keep in mind I'm not a doctor okay at all I have a theory that maybe people with ADHD, you know, your brain has two hemispheres, the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. And one of them's more creative and one side's more like logical. Okay. Don't ask me which one is which I don't remember. <laughs> and usually you're going you know, to right brain dominant or left brain dominant. Mm-hmm. I have often wondered if maybe people with ADHD, the two hemispheres communicate a little better and you are neither right brain or left brain dominant. dominant. It's sort of like, shared in a way because mm-hmm. you know you'll take the 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 dumb i know they're not real but the little quizzes of are you right brain Donna? are you oh, and yeah, i yeah. never score the same ever huh. it always is flip-flopping and it just depends on the day that, you know that i take it i have no idea if that would be true or not what is your opinion on this mm, i have no idea i don't know neuroscience i know i feel like in recent years I've read where the right brain, left brain thing, they kind of see it differently than they used to now that they have newer technology to read the brain. Um, And then I know ADHD has something to do with our mm, something or something functioning. Higher executive functioning. Executive functioning doesn't work, but I don't know where things are in the brain, but that things like that are intuitive to me in terms of like, it's like our brains are just doing so much all over the place that we, yeah, like you said, we're not right brain dominant or left brain or this part of our brain dominant. It's just, it feels like it's just all doing stuff so much. But again, I don't even know what parts of the brain do things. I know right. the limbic system. That's about all for fight, flight, or freeze. And that's because I spent most of my life in fight, flight, or freeze. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think our brains... Yeah, they just they just seem incredibly busy. But even that phrase is like a metaphor because there's not like literally right busy stuff. 
So yeah, I don't know. That's a good, I like it. I like the hypothesis. You should, again, you should have a hyper focus and then suddenly, suddenly start learning a bunch of stuff. And then in two weeks be like, I don't care. Yeah. Someone needs to do a study on that as well. Um, yeah, who doesn't have again, ADHD. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then I am going to side quest really quick because you said you have a really old dog. How old is your doggy? Oh, well, he in March. Oh, yes. In March. If he makes it to March, he will be 19. Holy smokes. That is Which, awesome. Hold on. Did I just lie to you? Oh, no, I'm not sure. 18 or 19. I can't remember if he's. If he Still, is that yes, the oldest he's a Maltese. The oldest Maltese recorded is twenty was twenty years old. So I'm like, all right, you made it this far, kiddo. You got you got this. You got to get us this record. But he is he is super old, and he still gets the zoomies. He cannot see. He cannot hear. He cannot. He can barely smell. But if he gets outside and feels grass on his feet, he just thinks he's you know five years old Happy. again and just wants to run about. So. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. The oldest dog we ever have lived to be 14. Oh, wow. See, it's just, oh, they're they're just the best. Dogs are the best. I love cats too. We have a cat, came with the house, didn't want a cat, but now she's our cat. So we, we currently do not have a cat. Hadn't had one in a while, but uh, two of my three kids have cats. Mm-hmm. They're actually, well, my son and then my oldest daughters, two of their cats are siblings. Um, oh, that's fun. You wouldn't know it because my daughter's cat is black and white and my son's cat is is like an orange tannish tabby kind oh, of wow. color. And his cat is insane and her cat is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you will get. Our cat, what you will get with cats. Our cat is really sweet and we're thankful, but you just don't know about cats. Yeah, sometimes I like be doing zoom with my son and in the background you'll see his cat magnus just come flying out of the hallway <laughs> and attack a pillow on the ground and um and i think it's august i'm gonna fly out there and help him build a catio a catio what is this is this something i need to google um yeah so because he lives in colorado springs most houses are split levels so in the back yeah. you know they have this nine foot high deck to come out of the kitchen but then underneath it are the windows for the you know the split level house, mm-hmm. so we're going to go in there and completely fence in the underneath of the deck, so that he can't get out. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to build like in the center, like a cat tree. But then we're going to hang so like nice. various height shelves and little tracks and everything that's sort of like a jungle gym for a cat in this enclosed fenced in area, and then put a cat door in that window. So he can come in and out whenever he wants and will like extend like the little ramp or whatever so that he can go in and out. And that way he can maybe get rid of some of his excess energy. Ah, yes. Oh, that sounds so fun. Okay. That's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, That's fun. Yeah. I'm not sure how I get to go there and work instead of vacation. (laughs) I don't know. I think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting the route now. It shouldn't take more than a couple of days to do that. I'm going to be there for a week. And every other time I've been there, I haven't been able to go to Ike's Peak. So, Oh, yes, definitely do it. I'm going to get to go and do that. Although you can see Pike's Peak from the living room window. Oh, that's nice. Have you been to the Garden of the Gods? That's I have. That's a cool experience. Yes, we, was, my in-laws live out there. Live in I, I, I was disappointed. There were neither gods nor gardens. Nope, neither just rocks. But the cool rocks, but just rocks. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I I was <laughs> expecting temples to like Zeus or no, <laughs> none of that was there. Very misleading name. Very, very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I Colorado Springs is really nice. It is. And I enjoy it. I can see why the kids like living out there. Mm-hmm. So that if was... your family's out there, you you understand. Yes, we um, before the house that we live in now, we live south of Atlanta and we love where we live now. But before we bought this house, we seriously thought about moving to Colorado Springs or um, Aurora, just anywhere, you know, near Denver, but not too right. not in Denver. And then, right. but also able to, you know, you can go into the mountains if you want to, but you're not in the mountains. Like, oh, it's so beautiful out there. So, beautiful. yeah, yeah. I'm a, 
I don't know if I would want to live in Aurora, not because mm-hmm. I hate it or anything like that. It's just that's where um, the hospital Emily <laughs> was at. Is, oh, yeah. Is in I it's not exactly a, a great memory mm-hmm. nope, <laughs> for <that>. us. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I would live there, but can, mm-hmm. actually the wife and I are considering that once we retire, we'll probably move out to Colorado Springs. Yeah, if the kids yeah. are there. Which will be fine. You know, mm-hmm. Oklahoma is, it's unique. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other words without offending my fellow was, Oklahoma friends. Yeah, I was going to say, that's very <laughs> diplomatic. It's unique. Yes, yes. And that that is a whole other podcast on its own. <laughs> and I'm, I am not going to go into that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, we have... We have gone and recorded for over an hour now. Yay, that was fun. Jack, I really appreciate you inviting me on. This was uh, cool. Well, I appreciate you answering my call to to come on uh, yeah. the show. And uh, really, it goes to, to show, I guess, the one good thing about ADHD mm-hmm. is you can probably self-diagnose pretty accurately if you have it or not. And especially talking to people that have it and people mm-hmm. who don't. And yes. it becomes very obvious that when you talk to people that are diagnosed, have it 100%, oh, I do all of that crap too, mm-hmm. at some level. And then yes. you talk to your, you know, your neurotypical person and you're like, I don't do any of that. How does your brain work like that? To <laughs> yes. which they're like, how does your brain work like that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I like, I was like, I looked back over my life and I was like, this answered so many questions I didn't have answers to from, yep. from the time I was little. Yep. Yeah, so it, actually, I I appreciate that you haven't formally been diagnosed because that does sort of show, you know, that point that, mm-hmm. that you can figure it out fairly, yeah, fairly easy on your. Just yeah. talk to other people that have it, and you'll be like, yeah, oh, I have it. <laughs> yes. And I've heard, and I don't know, this may have no science behind it, but <clears throat> I've heard that neurodivergent people—it's like our brains find each other, and we mm-hmm. click in ways that we don't with other people. And so far I have found that to be very, very true. Very true. Which I appreciate. We're also the only people that understand that if you don't communicate with each other for six months, that it's not personal. (gasps) We just don't realize six months has gone by. Yes. Out of sight, (laughs) out of mind. I'm like, we're good. Yeah. Everything's fine. Like we just haven't talked. And then you just pick up. Oh, it's fabulous. I love it. It's (laughs) like, Oh, it's been six months. Crap. It just seems like it was last week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's probably why we like each other because we're all doing the same crap. <laughs> yep. We're all trying to life hack our way through things. Yep. 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 So I I do appreciate you answering my call, coming on, taking time out of your Sunday, as this obviously won't air on a Sunday, and it'll be a month or so down the road when it does, but I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks again for inviting me. This was fun. Yeah. And it's time to end the show like I do. Remember, everybody, try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. Bye. Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button.